Welcome to Sports Trebuchet. I'm Marty. I'm Kyle. I'm Josh. And this is probably our last recording in Studio Stonehaven. Correct. Yes. Right? It's a true statement. Yeah. Uh, Marty, me. Uh, I got a, I, <laughs> I got a new position. Marty. I mean, I just, some people, I feel like there's some podcasts I listen to where I can't recognize, like there's voices that are obviously different but they never really ever introduce themselves and it's like a midway through the series i feel like anybody that's listening to this gets a double dose of you a week i don't yeah, you think do you think i don't think that there's a crossover that much of a crossover maybe i don't know i don't think if only because for trebuchet we absolutely have downloads somewhere randomly in africa i don't know why it might just be a bot but for the run pot for the run pot option, we never, we never got yeah, to eat the OP bot that's downloading sports trebuchet. But no one in Africa downloads run pot option. That's true. Okay. And we get a higher European demographic with trebuchet too. For what that's worth. That's more, probably more. because it was a superior siege weapon in that that area. That is true, right? They're going to be, they're gonna be more, they're more, they're more familiar with trebuchet. <laughs> got a lot more experience with trebuchets. <laughs> Yeah, it's in their blood. There's a yeah, there's a teacher in primary school trying to pull up like suggested listening on uh, medieval forms of war, and they're just like, oh yeah, just look up something, and kids are just seeing trebuchet, and they're like, this must be it. <laughs> sports must have been the king's name, <laughs> or they're or they're using king sport. They're using uh, they're using European football as like a backdrop to describe wars. From the Middle Ages, sports trebuchet. Possibly. I mean, there's a lot of tactics with trebuchet, so it makes sense. So today's show <laughs> is going to be the last one we record this year, right? Because so. holiday for Kyle, he's going to Disney World. Not going to Disney World. Disneyland. Not going to Disneyland. I think he didn't uh, he say Universal to, Studios. Yes. But I think he said that his whole goal over there was to meet his best thing ever in Snow White, right? No, it was, it was, it was, no, he paid, uh, actually, he actually paid $3,000 more to meet a fake Harry Potter. Oh, gosh, it's Hermione. Yeah, and there's $200 finder's fee for the sorting hat. Got you. (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm just gonna draw like a lightning bolt on my forehead. (laughs) He's been working out because he's gonna beat the fuck out of all the He's begging begging his wife to cut him in the forehead. Just like, take one of your heels. Slash me. Dude, I need to become. It needs to happen no, naturally. He got haggard. He's a giant. <laughs> that would yeah. So we have a giant show for you. That's mm. about professional wrestling, and we're going to do our kind of end of the year awards. We did this last, last year, yeah. uh, and it was one of, I think, one of our most popular shows, but also the one I got feedback on the most. That people really, really liked it. So. Is your feedback just me? No, 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 it no, was no. It was, uh, it was. It was. It was <laughs> the guy. It was. It was Jay. Who whipped your ass about the quiz? Does he still listen to us? I don't know, honestly. I, feel I really like don't. off the face of the earth. Jay, if you're there, can you just give us a call? Give us three rings, like you know you say. Tweet us at Sports Trebuchet. <laughs> Send us Morse code. I think he ran away once I uh, challenged him to a quiz off. That's it. You, he hasn't responded since the quiz off. That is true. So he definitely does not listen anymore. He so Jay is gone. Scared. Bottled because he would, I don't think he'd pass up on it. He hosts his own podcast. Can I still do that? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Scared. Yeah, he Coward. has his own podcast. Check him out too. It's called Partial Recall. Why it's would on... you give him a shot? He just ran out. It's a good podcast. It's called Partial Recall. It's about like nostalgia shit. So they'll be like, oh, let's talk about like summer trips when we were kids and how big of a beating they were. And they'll just talk about him for like an hour and a half. 
Okay, boomer. <laughs> you gonna restart because of that now? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out where I go from here, honestly. I'm trying to Well, let's start at the beginning. Do you wanna go do you wanna go to the awards or do you yeah. wanna Okay. Where did you wanna go? I don't know, we could fucking banter for four more minutes, Josh. Fuck. For the draw four only four. It's literally been four minutes, 20 seconds. <laughs> Do you want to whip my hey. ass about Watford? I mean... <laughs> nice. who, no, what, yeah, what, what, what sports team do you want to whip my ass about? You got the whole gamut. No, right I don't think we should. I'm just... I'm taking this 2-1 win and the Bears are playing tonight to keep themselves in the slimmest of contention of the playoffs and keep my fat mouth shit. <laughs> well, well, Marty has no skins in the game. Or, well, I don't know. Are you going to cheer for the Cowboys tonight against his Bears? No, I won't. Honestly. Oh, okay. No, because I think... That if the Bears win, it's the best case for the Cowboys at large because Jason Garrett's a, a fucking clown. Wait until he makes the playoffs and goes to the NFC Championship. And they like my my on. secret hope is that Jason Garrett is so bad that he convinces Jerry to sell the team, <laughs> <laughs> or like Jerry just like you know what that was my last coach. I'm going to micromanage. I'm also going to step down and give the give the reins to Stephen to Spalding to Spalding even. Is his last th- thing going to be like, all I do is get in here, hire a new manager, buy them some kits, sit in a corner and watch them die. There's a pretty direct, it's the Cowboys in the playoffs and Kyle playing Rainbow Six Siege. It always ends up looking the same, but it always ends the same too. Or it might look different <laughs> on a different level, but it always ends the same. So well, let's start with our top three matches of the year. Do you want to do round robin, kind of one, 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 one? Because I imagine there's probably going to be some repeats. Sure. And yeah. we didn't set any limit on if it's WWE only or whatever. It's just kind of whatever. Yeah. No. I mine all ended up being in the WWE family, so it's yeah. So mine, pretty much same. everybody. Yeah. So AEW is way too new and. You know how I feel right now. Yeah, the only time I actually, and, and we'll get to it towards the end of the show for the decade, of the rest of the decade, is when I had someone that wasn't in WWE for 10 years because they were somewhere else. They're getting their ass beat in UFC. Oh, well, I so wonder who it is. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, it was Jack Swag. Jack Swag. <laughs> Kyle, you go first. Uh, okay, so um, I tried this to say match number three. This is right? match number three. Okay, good. Tried to stay away from recency bias, but I just couldn't. Um, the wet men's war games match that we just saw was my top, was my number three. Um, Very fun. Man, it was just so much fun. Kevin Owens coming out to the big pop. Yeah. The insane bump that, that uh, Chapa and Cole took off the top, the top of the year. It was really tough to watch. But, uh, yeah. I mean, it was one of those matches that kept me on the tip of my toes. Uh, it was really Why did you say tip of my toes? toes that tip way. of my toes. Is uh, that even a phrase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Tips of my toes. Well, no, I feel like edge of the seat. Edge of my seat, tip of my toes. Tip of my toes, tips, tips I've of my heard, toes. but not in like a anticipatory way. Well, I, mean, I, I was working on my calves, guys, while, while we are doing this. So I was like, he was doing like right, leg yeah. lifts. He was doing <laughs> toe raises. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was really, really fun. It was. It was also... Part of the weekend of the rise of Keith Lee. It was. Well, which is always. Which has been wonderful. Yeah. And I enjoy basking in his glory. Yeah. Because his, he is his little theme is so great. His theme is an absolute banger. Yeah. Because <laughs> I kind of hated it at first because I felt like it was too glorious adjacent. It did feel Because it kind of has like the that. same, like, the, the same pitch. And then 
last night actually is when I heard it and it sounded like distinct. I'm like, okay, cool. I hear yeah. we're in the, the you can get up now. You like you broke out. I really um, really enjoy the uh, the part of it where he goes, for he is limitless. <laughs> he does kind of talk like that too. Also, it's a great shout out. Also, a great shout out to him uh, popping up next to Cole last night and made me cry laughing at the turnbuckle. If you watched that, see it. Watch sorry. There's a part where, uh, no, there's a part where somebody else is in the corner of the ring. Finn. Finn. I didn't want to ruin it for Carl, so there you go. Uh, there's a part where... I kind of know what's going on. Where Finn's in the corner right? of the ring, and Keith Lee just like pops up like slowly in the corner of the camera and just looks over him, and it's so fucking funny. Great. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good example, too, of like the most frustrating and also perfect things that WWE does where they know exactly what spot's coming next, and they'll have like a tag team coming in from like the uh, announcer side, right? And they roll in the ring and it's all you're seeing is them framed and then the Usos out of fucking nowhere. Like, you know, like double, yeah, double, yeah. double uh, uh, super kick him or something. Or like losing Adam Cole into the front of the crowd. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Where he <laughs> <had a> wonderful <laughs> going yeah, where he really yeeted him into the fourth <laughs> row. <laughs> I like how he, he's like... Uh, one, one thing I've done is I've turned you into the most viral gif on the, on the internet. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> That's wonderful. But yeah, four games. Fair. Oh, okay. So my match number three uh, was the only one that I can say was recency bias-ish. It was at the very end of August. Uh, NXT TakeOver Cardiff. Walter Bate. That was very close. Was just so fucking good. I was also considering what were done, but I actually think I preferred the bait because I forgot how much I liked bait until I watched it. Mm-hmm. And then when I was looking through the matches again today, I was like, yeah. And then he came, and then the most annoying thing is like he came over to NXT and kind of teased being in NXT again, and then he didn't. I, I really and wish. There's not, a, there's not been a match he's been in that I haven't enjoyed. Like yeah, third. he's so young too. I can't decide if they're just working on a visa thing behind closed doors because like a lot of them do take time, which is which is for all of them, right? It takes time to get all of them over here. So I don't know, but that is firmly in my number three. And Walter is great. The Imperium is great. Fate is great. There's not much more to say about it. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. My uh, my third one was. On August 13th, on a SmackDown. And it was Roman Reigns and Buddy Murphy. Ooh, yeah. And I went back and watched it. And it was really condensed, like 11 minutes. Not, it's, it really wasn't that much time. It, it was, was the main event, right? Uh, I don't know. I the way the crowd was popping, I know that Roman is still like f- fresh-ish off beating cancer and all that. Yeah. Uh, you better believe that. But he was really, really over. And it was really funny because every time, whoever was on the offensive was absolutely wrestling like a heel the whole way through. And they do like the hope spot for each person and then tables would turn and then it was them working heel again. And the whole match was, it was really just a really well done match, but also what it ended up doing for Buddy Murphy just at large, which is making everybody aware of him that wasn't already. And if y'all haven't, I think y'all probably have, but anybody that's listening, if they haven't, there's a match from like two and a half years ago that was Buddy Murphy and Shinsuke in NXT. And it was one of the best Shinsuke matches I've ever seen. Mm. It was fucking incredible. And that's when I was like, cool, Buddy can fucking go. Because they just broken up the tag team at that point. Oh, him and Blake. Mm-hmm. Buddy is a fucking machine. Really is. 
right, you're number two, Kyle. Okay, number two. Um, I'm gonna go back to maybe my favorite match from well, my favorite match from WrestleMania this past year. Okay. Uh, Kofi versus Daniel Bryan. Um, really, really fun, and just the way that the crowd was reacting to it, and Kofi finally having his moment, and his kids being out there. Is yeah, that was great. legit yeah. crying in the ring because his buddy just finally mm-hmm. got to the top of the top of the uh, top of the mountain. Um, and it was an incredibly fun match and incredibly hot, too. It almost killed the show because there was still another hour and a half for something <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah. And like, it was like a hard middle, and whoever came out after him, God bless him. I, I can't imagine. It really hurt the women's match at the end because everybody was just like so dead still from that. It was. Yeah. Because you know what? You're right. It was second before last, right? Because didn't they have a cooler match in between? They threw something right in between it, I want to say, because I don't think it was back to back. It may have been. Like, I'm gonna freestyle. You keep talking. I'm gonna look at the. Um, it, it may have been like Roman versus somebody, or like maybe the angle bearing. Well, Roman Roman wasn't in Mania. Cause yeah, Roman was. That was yeah, yeah. That's when he was fully out. Still, this, yeah. Because that's what was interesting when I was looking at matches, just to kind of, and I was going through the Royal Rumble match. And I was like, I might want to put this whole match in. And I'm like looking through it, and I was like, where did Roman come in? Where did he leave? And I was like, oh yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, once before. Yeah. So that card, this fucking website, long. Very long. WrestleMania 35, the pay-per-view, pay-per-view. The main event was obviously Becky, Ronda, Charlotte. The matches that happened after Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Samoa Joe Mysterio for one minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. He was on Mania. So he must have come back just before that then? So he wasn't there for... Was he out from like October past, through March or honestly something? Honestly, not totally sure. Uh, he came back in like February or something. Drew McIntyre was the first guy he feuded with, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, like, Drew was yeah. his first. They did that. Um, the, the Shield like revisited. You remember? Yeah, at Fastlane, didn't uh, they? Yeah. yeah. Against McIntyre, Lashley, and Corbin. Yeah. Or yeah, some version. It was, it was Ambrose on his way out, too, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made it no secret that he Yeah, the super movie. show, too, in Australia. They yeah. Had the show. yeah. Uh, so Roman Reigns, McIntyre, then Triple H, Batista, then Corbin, and, uh, Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle, greatest match of that card. Uh, <laughs> and then Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. And then it was Becky, Ronda, Charlotte. Yeah, so I mean, some of those can definitely be considered coolers. A lot of them were. Yeah. Especially when you had a 25 minute Triple H match. Yeah, which was a cooler. Not so. including entrances, I don't believe. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. But yeah, Kingston. Yeah, it was a phenomenal match. Kingston and Brian. So, funnily enough, my number two was the precursor to all of that. The Chamber match. Ah, nice. The rise of Kofi. He he replaced Mustafa Ali as a pure, just throw him in because he's reliable Kofi Kingston. He's going to do something fun in there. Yeah. Finally, like, he got that recognition in the crowd man when it was him and Brian left like I was proper like I was on the tip of my toes I really there you go <laughs> and for them to also have it with Samoa Joe Randy Orton AJ Styles yeah it was a and even like Tim Hardy trying to kill himself and Daniel <laughs> Bryan in there too like it was a stacked yeah. stacked chamber well that was my number two well then we can just agree that Kofi has played a big part no it was great yeah it's, it's, like Kofi Kofi is 
been something else. And I'm, I'm gutted that he's been kind of written off so fast as a main event thing to go straight back to the tag team stuff. Yeah. Um, but now with Woods out, you've kind of got to do it. Because were, were they champs before Woods got hurt or after? After. I'm pretty sure it was yeah, just they, after. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like that was almost like, cool, we'll pin it on them for now. See how bad this yeah. injury is and see what happens. And it turns out that like, the Achilles is a dangerous dangerous place to cut. Pretty bad injury. Yeah. And Xavier's not getting any younger either, right? Isn't he like... My age? Five? Is he our age? Yeah, I thought he was a couple years younger, but oh, him either and, way. Him I and mean, Cody are like our age, yeah. He and Cody. Cody Rhodes. Because they were, they were in high school. Articles. So yeah, that was my number two and Marty's number two as well. So I mean, guess, guess we uh, do a reverse okay, so, yeah. card. So Cody five. Rhodes is 34. <laughs> <coughs> okay, so yeah. And Xavier's 33. Yeah. Oh, all right, that's a big difference. I said 35. In which I would case, guess. I take it back. Then again, I mean, AJ Styles is how old? Like, like nowadays. He's, yeah, he's like 43-ish or something like that. Brad Maddox is 35 years old uh, because people also search for Why do you think Xavier Woods hmm. and Brad Maddox are searching? I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to, uh, I want you guys to both ring in first. Well, sure. I don't know, but did y'all see uh, the clip of yes. Paige asking like... Seth Rollins? I don't know what the conversation was even about, but that she needed more juice from him, and someone zoomed in on Booker T, who was on the panel at the same time. Booker T just like they're like a hard blink and looking off to the side. They're like, pure <laughs> trials of piss and stuff. Yeah, like like he's just like Jesus Christ. Booker T didn't yeah. see Booker that. Booker T knows. Oh, Booker Booker T knows way too much. Um, so your number one match of the year. Number one match. I'm worried this is gonna be all three of us. I. To a very, I, I think it might. Do you want be. to say it all at the same time to see? That'll do we want to do? Do we want to do what event it was at? Are we doing the full name of the event? Yes. All right. We'll do three, two, one, and then we'll say the name. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. NXT, NXT Takeover New York. York. Ooh, okay. Okay. So y'all both New York. I think we have the same one. Yeah. Okay, so you go ahead. I knew this. I mean, it was bound to happen. Um, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, two out of three falls match. Yep. That was at Toronto, I thought. No, that was no. New York. That was WrestleMania weekend, bro. They had a rematch in Toronto. And that's when Cole won it. Mm-hmm. Which was also a great match. Also wonderful. <laughs> but give me the two out of three falls. But the two out of three falls is the first time I've marked out like a 13 year old. Okay. Like, yeah, you hit behind the couch. You I was like behind the couch. This one was also like... two out of three falls, but it was with the third match being the barbed it was the, they were all different themes yeah they? they're all different gimmicks okay y'all talk about y'all i'm sorry first oh i, but I guess we could put the whole series honestly because it happened over this year yeah i mean it was I, it's something that we've come to expect now from nxt it is they just kind yeah. of put out these bangers and matches on their uh on their pay-per-view well, we just substitute champa for cole from last year's show because yeah. it's champa gargano and and that was our match of the year last mm-hmm. year. I yeah. Think by consensus, I think it was so. one of the Gargano Chompa matches each of us had. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of us had like the New Orleans one, and one of us had the Chicago one, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. we all had one of them in our yeah. top three. Yeah. Um, but Adam Cole, Gargano put on a show like no other, beat the absolute hell out of each other. Um, it was nice seeing Gargano get that vindication. At WrestleMania weekend, and yep. then let Cole get it back later. Uh, 
Because I think a lot of us at the time thought he was going to probably lose because he's headed to the main roster. That's right. Because that's when they were teasing that shit. Yeah. With Black, Ricochet, Ciampa, and Gargano, right? Mm-hmm. Who were bouncing to and from. And then Ciampa got hurt. Yeah. And that threw everything off for those two. Because weren't they teasing like a time to tag? Like, they were, they were, they were, yeah, like, they were a tag team on the main roster. They were like teasing like a week or something. Back, and then yeah. he got hurt. Yeah. They're, the underrated part of that match that you're talking about, the one um, on Mania Weekend, was when Undisputed came to interfere and Gargano did like the superhero spot where he slung shot off of like yeah. Roddy to kick Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish or whatever. Like it was a, it was insanely smooth. It was unreal. Yeah, it was really, really, really great. And then at the very end, you know, when Gargano's out there with, with Cancel Ray and Champa's music hit and came yeah. out there. Like pure chills too. Yeah, like it was, oh, so good. It's great. Yeah, they flashed the bullshit NXT things. So you didn't know what was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, like that. I, I, it's, they're the they know what they're they, they, they know what they're fucking doing, man. Drives me nuts. They used to do that on the old, in the old days. It's a little, it's been a while. Since they did it hell. They did it at Hell in a Cell with the fucking Fiend Rollins match, yeah. and like they flashed it, and then all of a sudden Rollins is bleeding from the mouth because the Fiend's back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But God, they did it at Night of Champions, but we were there. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, yeah, they did, didn't they? They've been doing it a lot more recently. They seem to have turned that on. Like maybe it's a bit of that like AEW bit where they're like trying to look at what worked in the Attitude Era and they're like doing that shit again, like right. false selling you finishes. I mean, they did it at NXT not too long ago. Remember when like Finn and everyone came out at the end? I mean, that's kind of. I think it was you thought it was about done. You were like, mm-hmm. "What a great show!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I don't trust them." And then, like, we were like, fuck, like, like right after that. Finn, yeah, when it was Chompa Gargano coming out, and you think yeah. Finn's a third man. And it's like, the first thing I was like, I don't trust him straight away, because I was like, this is a little right. And Finn straight up Pele kicking the shit out of Gargano. What a kick that was. What the Gargano's out. That would probably be my best moment of the year. That's got to be close up there. What are the Finn things? Finn doing the turn on Gargano, or maybe the first time that the Fiend ever came out, and just how... The lights all killed, like oh, the SummerSlam match, yeah, with him actually coming out and them nailing his music and yeah, that too. I was thinking the first time that like it started like as if like the music was breaking and they were doing the lights to like because it was fit was Finn the first person he attacked, yeah, because it was his song that was going yeah, like it was a record player skipping off. It was so great. Um, yeah, that was that was wonderful. Also, do we want to do moments of the year? I mean. I kind of did mine if you want to, if you want to, because I got two. I mean, one of them is from from backstage, and it was CM Punk coming out. Like nobody knew that was happening. It seemed like that was off the one books. of the best kept secrets. They've yeah, had for a long time. Well, there was the Fox rumor like a month and a half before, but then there was nothing. Yeah, it was just yeah, there have been rumors for a while with Fox getting it. Because they've been saying, like, will he, won't he do something, like, and then it really did. Why would he? Because he didn't want to work with WWE, even though he'd be with Fox or whatever. Yeah, and then they and then they really went hard. Like, all the dirt sheets went hard on insisting he was going to be at full gear. Yeah. Like, which then threw them off the set entirely for the whole backstage. Thing. Yeah, because like, he did a week a, later. Because he did an autograph signing, didn't he? Like that yeah, Starcast. Yeah. yeah. He, he actually showed up to that Starcast for the first time or something like that. And just hear that music hit again. Yeah, that was a great moment. Well, and you can, for as much as, like, I know Kyle's out on it, and I'm probably 20% in on it, but 
a new promotion starting is a pretty big moment. Although it's oh, been yeah. kind of a year in the making. That's probably the only downside. Yeah, is it? It's been a slow boil. Yeah. But I guess like in this day and age, it has to be a slow. There's no way you can sure. just go surprise. Yeah. Like, they have to build a following. We're seeing the the at least the creation of one promotion, the death of Ring of Honor probably, and Impact by all yeah. accounts has been great, but no one has time for it anymore now because and NWA and. Weird NWA doing their weird bit, but <laughs> NWA is doing like the Lucha Underground bit, where yeah, like, they're so niche that it's perfect so for what they are. So they on the commentary, making radical racist But it's you know it's interesting is I haven't heard, and it's probably because of time away from the company. I don't hear NWA is just taking old WWE washouts, taking now Wade Barrett's on commentary. You said right? Yes, mm-hmm. and yeah. which is cool. uh, Aaron Stevens, aka. Uh, Oh, Damien Sandow. Damien Sandow. Oh, he's over there, is he? Yeah, yeah, he's... Oh, Mitzi Dow. Yeah, he's doing... He's, I've seen a few interviews. He's doing a pretty great gimmick. That was one of the worst things to happen in wrestling in that period when they didn't give him the money in the bank and they hadn't seen a beam with one arm. Oh, my they God. They were yeah. a bit more annoyed. Because there was nothing better than, than Mitzi Dow selling... Like all the business. I saw it live when I went to one of the shows and genuinely Sarah and I were crying laughing at how he funny like, he was on the side. He was taking bumps. Such an entertainer. What's he your match great. of the year? We haven't even hit your match of the year. It was, it was Gargano um, Cole, but with the third match being oh, the barbed okay. wire. The yeah. yeah, yeah, where they went through like the double table. Well, they were all games. One, one of them no disqualification and the other one was full count anywhere. First one was a singles match and Gargano was disqualified. Yeah, Second because wasn't, was the street. First, wasn't the first thing that Gargano did was grab a weapon and beat the fuck yeah, out of yeah, him. Yeah, he just yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the second match was uh, a street fight. And then the third, and was, the third was the, cage. the barbed wire steel cage match. Yeah. <sighs> um, oh, my other moment, though, would have been uh, also recency bias, but uh, the weekend that was won by Rhea Ripley. Yeah. That's a big one for me, just because it puts somebody in there that can actually go toe to toe with Baszler. Well, let's let's skip to the the tag team of the year. We yeah, spoke nice. just briefly about it before we started hitting record, but do you want? This is the one I had the hardest time with. Well, let you go because you didn't really get to do a match of the year. Yeah, okay, yeah. So mine was you. no. I, I mean, I knew I knew picking it. I almost I was trying to find something. I was scrambling, which is how I was like, oh yeah, Roman Reigns, buddy, and then I just I gave up. I was like, I like my list now. Uh, my tag team Street Profits, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer because WWE's done so poor with them, and AEW for everything they have done, it's been on such a short, a short, um, a short window that I don't feel confident saying like uh, Best Friends or Phoenix and, and Pentagon or Young Bucks even. Uh, so I went with Street Profits because not only being NXT champions but also being what was kind of the first introduction regularly on SmackDown and Raw with an NXT champion, at least this year before they did the uh, the Fox split, and then how entertaining they were in those backstage segments. Like that was the only time I've ever really, really paid attention when it was like post-match, pre-commercial, and instead of some spare-ass interview, it was them just doing their bids yeah. backstage. Um, so. Not totally. Uh, you know what? And seeing them live, seeing them live, they were a lot of fun because they were fantastic live. They were. And Angela Dawkins' spear gets better by the day. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Kyle. Um. 
I'm joining you on Street Profits. Uh, I was worried. I was worried that because it, there's not because like I was like I'd because I'd love for it to be the revival, but like really they haven't. I'd love for it to be the Usos, but they keep drinking and driving. Yeah. Yes. No, the revival had an okay year, but they still consider they consistently get pushed down the card again, and, and they uh, still do get made to look like a joke every now and again, exactly. and that ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I really kind of, even though I don't watch much of AEW at all, Best Friends has been incredibly yeah, fun. Best for Friends me. is great. Um, I also enjoy their friendship with Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy his bit is real funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Dive it off with his hands in his pockets. So what is your, what is your choice? So my choice is uh, can you guess? I feel like you want to O'Reilly Fish? No. Cause I was just gonna say, now that I'm thinking about it, O'Reilly Fish probably would be like if I had to do since they both had street profits and I had to change it again, it'd be O'Reilly. I was Fish. genuinely tempted to just sweep the other few there across the board on all of my stuff. Because yeah. it would be so great. Hope not to. But my Was it Luchasaurus and no, Jungle Boy. No, um, my tag of the year are um, WWE though, and I'm sure you can probably guess who they are now. Who the Young Bucks? It's the private party, dude. See, when I saw them at like Fighter Fest or whatever, I was like, they're really cool. And then they were again at like the pre-show, which is the only bit of the show I watched for like all out. Yeah. Because I didn't want to pay the money, <laughs> so I watched it. I was like, oh, they're still sick. And then they came in and have been. They're the only tag team that I can remember being excited about. And I'm not including Undisputed Era in that because I consider them a four. I'm infinitely more excited about them. Right. But like Private Party, I've sang their praises to you nonstop. Like I am a huge yeah. fan. It of is interesting though that we went Street Profits, Street Profits, and, and, great, and great, street val- profits. great Value Street Profits. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really and is. And then no, no, uh, no some we have Street Profits at home. Like it really was just baby baby street profits. No, they've been great. I'm I'm curious what it looks like for them down the road because I don't know if I've seen a match with them yet where they have a lot of hope spots because AEW so bang 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 with their tag teams. Yeah, they're super choreographed still. But I'd love to see like what it looks like with them against a revival. Like, yeah, the way that Enzo and Cass wasn't anything special until they started fighting someone like the revival or someone that's a slow. A slow twitch, as it were, um, on the match, and like really kind of slow make, down. Make, yeah, 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 forcing them to like wrestle versus spots. Do what the revival yeah. did for DIY to you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I was looking at that history earlier, and I wanted to watch it, but I didn't have time because today's been busy. And then I thought, but they actually faced the Hardy Boys in 2016. Really? And think well, they got trained by them, didn't they? Didn't we look I at think that? They did, or was yeah. it, no, does that? I they, 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 they were trained the by one. that amazing red guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because it was in House of Glory that they lost their tag team championships to the Hardy Boys. And that was like That'd be really interesting. I would love to watch it, but I just didn't have time today. Because mm. like, think about how young they were then. They, like, one of them must have been 18, 18 and 21, I think they must have been. Wow. Like, facing the Hardy yeah, Boys. Yeah, because one of them just now is 21. Just right? now 21, Because yeah, yeah. we were like, oh, cool, he can finally drink at the third pay-per-view of AEW. <laughs> like, he can finally go to this private party. Yeah, because yeah, 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 they had to wear the wristband. Because they had the bouncer when we went to the show. They had the bouncer doing, like, the red line bit. And I was like, what if this dude could even get in? As soon as we're looking at their ages. <laughs> That'd be a great bit if they just stopped him every time before he hit 21. Yeah, it's always a handicap match. His bit was trying to get him behind. And he just has to watch the match from the top of the stage. And, <laughs> and he tries to interfere, and the bouncer just keeping him back. Yeah. He's like trying to crawl God, past. That would be great. 
It's like a Night at the Roxbury, but a tag team. Such an elaborate bit. You know, do female wrestler of the year or male wrestler of the year? Because I feel like male wrestler of the year is less likely to have an overlap. Let's do woman of the year anyway. Okay. And then do man of the year. Uh, Josh, you start this one. Woman of the year. So there was an obvious one, but I didn't want to give it to him because I think someone else has had a better year. Ronda Rousey. Pound for pound. Shayna Baszler is my woman of the year. She's been champion almost all year. She's beaten and elevated. Elevated is the key word. She's mm-hmm. beaten and elevated to new levels. Bianca Belair, Io, who was all great. Like, Io Shirai was liked, but, like, she's the one that put her on the map. Like, that. And helped snap her into. Yeah. She just literally did it last night to Zia Lee. Dakota Kai, the War Games match, she was integral in uplift. God, she, she, she provided rare She did it to Mia Yim? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, is she has elevated non-stop people. Um, she you know she's made submissions scary again, which is something I love. Like I fucking love a good submission, so well, that's like a big thing for me. And there was this weird moment when the same time that the four horsemen women got moved up to uh, the main roster, and everyone else was below them, like Carmella was still in NXT and everything, but the only finisher for a female to have was submission. But it was always kind of like a weird submission. Like Carmela's was like the weird like headlock takedown with her feet, and then like bridging back up to like a weird yeah. like choke. It was always kind of weird gimmick um, submissions. The hell, Oscar with the arm, the uh, uh, the Oscar lock, Oscar lock, yeah. like, and and somehow for me, if it got old quick because it was like cool this weird gimmicky holds versus like just cool a really good arm bar or the. For, you know, Bailey, Bailey was the only one. She had the Bailey to Bailey. And I hate that finish, yeah. That's Me probably too. my least favorite Kind of like the new one that she did to, like, uh... To Shayna, like, yeah. on the top of the ramp. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really sharp. But it's like, like a flatliner. <laughs> but Shayna made that submission, like you said, strong as hell. And they have made it one of the scariest locks, like, in yeah. rest or most protected, um... It's really, well, she locks it in. No one's ever really gotten out. She's a nut. I don't think, no, I don't think they have. Like, how do one person? Oh, oh Ripley. Yeah, Rhea. Oh, Rhea, yeah. <laughs> and she used some handcuffs to do it. Yeah. Because there have been people who broke out, but not, but never survived it. Like, it's never been fully locked in. You got Because Bianca had a bit, didn't she? Because she was so big. Yeah, because she like, picked she, her up on yeah. her back. Right during the and match. broke out of it and like pushed her back or whatever and then she just like relocked it and she was and done. Bianca did not she was not as sharp as she is now when no. she was in that match and that's my that's my thing like that's why I picked her as my woman she is the queen of a an extremely strong division right and now. she won the Survivor Series match recency bias aside yeah like mm-hmm. that is huge like she went toe to toe with Becky and Bailey, and they decided that Shayna was the woman to stand tall despite the bullshit ending of like no but Becky is actually standing tall because this is how we're finishing the pay mm-hmm, yeah. who got the three count like that's a pretty cool thing to have for her too a sidebar on that Survivor Series match they did face to face with Charlotte and Rhea didn't they I think I'm not sure I, I, I think that at one point all of the captains from the women's teams got in there well there was someone that I remember Charlotte laughing at somebody like and it might, you know what, it might have been like Eo that was shorter, and Eo was like stiff as hell with her, something like that. Whatever it was. Could be Candice too, to be fair. It's the sort of person that Charlotte would like laugh at. Person. I feel like it was Rhea. Either way. Yeah. yeah. God, that match made me want to see 
so much more women's wrestling between like the interdivision the because ones, yeah. yeah yeah except for half the SmackDown team almost all the SmackDown team yeah yeah we, I mean like who's on that side is Becky no she's no. raw it was oh. Sasha was there Sasha, oh, Sasha. she's career in the banks Lacey Evans Natalia Dana Brooke and Carmella so give me Sasha, I don't even know. I mean, it's the greatest wrestler of all time on that team. Dana Brooke, right? Dana Brooke. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. That's actually my female of the year. I'll go ahead and say that. It's actually my uh, wrestler uh, of the decade. Dana Brooke from <laughs> work with Titus Worldwide, wrestler of the decade. She orchestrated the slip. Uh, my female of the year, uh, I decided to do the obvious pick, and it's Becky Lynch. Um, and the whole the man bit, I credit as being more of last year's thing because that's kind of how that ended right into mm-hmm. to this year and it's continued which is cool but her having both titles and being the only person to ever do that is cool as shit and Becky her two also, belts yeah Becky two belts and really headlining Wrestlemania even needing needing in air quotes Ronda and Charlotte in that match Becky's my number one probably yeah. not probably is second place to Shane event. I had Shane in the chamber in case y'all both like picked Becky. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll tell you for Audible. Hey, I've got to go Becky as well. Um, they're, they're one I mean, two. I knew it was coming. They're so one and two. I would just See, I figured, yeah. I figured Rhea was coming, and that's also why I was trying to hedge on that. Too late. Yeah. I know, that's, that's, well, that's part of it. Too little too late right now. I mean, she's yeah. just getting started. Now, next year might 2020 be her. may be the year of her, her year, though. Yeah. Her, Tony Storm like, looks like she might be getting a push at some point. Yeah. So, you know, that's... We can see what's going to happen next year, but right now it's honestly one A one B with Baszler and and uh, and Becky Lynch. I've got to give it to Becky though. Headlining WrestleMania, yeah, two belts, uh, and continuing to hold the belt for as long as she has. You know, them not jumping off that train consistently. Yeah. Um, Putting her on the front of the, even though the game was terrible, putting her on the front. That's yeah, it's not, it's not her fault the game's terrible. Yeah, right. she wasn't a fucking developer. <laughs> so I mean, fuck me, WWE probably didn't know the game was terrible. No, they, no doubt. They, There's they, no doubt they had. They were putting her on the front cover intending that to be a huge thing for her. With like, the amount of money they spent on the commercials for it, or that they, God, yeah. that they had to make they phone calls for 2K to do it, like, you don't spend that kind of money getting every single person on there yeah. thinking it's going to be a bad game. Yeah. It just was. Or is okay. Male wrestler of the year. Male wrestler of the year. Can we go first? Sure. M. Cole, baby. I love that That's... I actually have baby in my line here. Oh, good. <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> as much as last year was very Gargano heavy, very because he was he was amazing last year. This has been the year of they finally gave it to Cole and he's run with it and he's been wonderful and I know that this is recent a little bit recent but the fact the the gauntlet that he just went through promoting Mm -hmm. Survivor Series and War Games going to three shows a week live shows and working every match then going to to War Games getting put through a table and then going out the next night and having a championship yeah. match. Not just put their table, but drop like 20 feet or yeah. 15 or whatever feet off the yeah. damn thing on his back and neck. Yeah. Uh, I got to give it to him. So Adam Cole is for you as well then? Yeah, like like he said, like, and even if you want to go further back, like he won the title for the first time probably. Thank God. He's my match of the year. Great. Best faction in wrestling. He beat Daniel Bryan clean on the main roster. Mm-hmm. He main evented half-time heat. 
Yep. Oh man, halftime heat. Like they picked halftime. They picked out halftime heat to promote NXT. And who did they? That was almost my top three minutes. Adam Cole. Like that was was one of my. That was on my shortlist too. That was a fun match. And it also almost because I was thinking, if I I guess it's injury, right? But Dream would have been close up there. Mm -hmm. Up to that point, he got hurt, and then yeah, he got got shuffled aside. Um, his Roddy Strong bit was yeah. Better. I think somewhere yeah somewhere in the middle for NXT after Cole it's somewhere a tie between like your Gargano Strong, Velveteen Kofi Walter, Walter Walters. maybe but that's still a late push for me yeah. just because Kofi has got to be in your talk for I just meant for oh, NXT, just NXT yeah just like yeah, my because Adam Cole is my second place my main is Seth Rollins I'm going proper Ooh. Seth Rollins and Becky, uh, and. From him winning the Rumble on, I think he's been the most valuable person on all of it. And despite some of the feuds me not caring about or whatever else, I think he's he's not mine. He was almost my wrestler of the decade. Because when I started watching again, it was, he was on my list. The, it was right before the mania that he cashed in. And I got to see his skill run and everything else. So there's God, still like that. So there's still some of that bias in there, but for me, Rollins, because he has been doing what Adam Cole did in the last month and a half, but for WWE for the entire year. And my issue with Rollins is that like that build to WrestleMania was great. Afterwards he really fell off to the point where they took the belt off him again and then had him build up to beat Lesnar again. You and know? it was like cringy ass tweets to like I know that I shouldn't quit. Oh no, the money, the like, money bit, the 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 one that we where he was mapping off to Will Ospreay. Yeah. Was it that one? Yeah, yeah there was a couple. To be fair, he's done it a few times and like saying that you're not as big a draw as me and stuff. Yeah. And then having the like the part where he was like literally just Becky's boyfriend for a bit. They're the reasons why he didn't make it for me for this year. See, he was for me, a lot closer to decade. For me, it felt less like he was Becky's girlfriend and more like well, she was his. I mean, is he not a rose? Did I word it wrong? It was it was less he was Becky's boyfriend and more that she was his girlfriend. It's what it felt like to me during that. Did push. It? I thought it was the other way around. I thought they were really just pushing like, oh yeah, and Seth, her boyfriend. And you know what? Uh, Which isn't a bad thing. And, and, and not a bit boy. honorable mention is Baron Corbin because he also has been like the linchpin for so much that went on before the split with Fox. Right. Whether it's been good or not, or whether I've enjoyed it or not, he has had a lot He's had to do it, and he's done, and he's like... And he's just going out there, and he's been told to go out there and just be a dick. And 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 draw heat, and he does draw heat everywhere. See what he's doing? He's doing the missus job of 2015, 2016. A thankless job of working hard every night and coming across and getting as much heat as he can. Mm -hmm. Because that's what the miss used to do. Yeah. Yeah, Baron Corbin is high up there, and he was already kind of high up there for me, and then when there was a lot of the McMahon talk, right, when they got rid of him as a GM and stuff, and he had to be in the ring and talking with, with him, Trips, and then the McMahons, and he held his own, like, the entire time. Yeah. It was impressive. Is that everybody's mail for us? Yeah. We did it? Yeah, okay. So. I mean, we just had Cole each, so it was... Okay, cool. Okay, that's what I was... I thought I was missing something. Wrestler of the Decade. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. I uh, know whoever's gonna have punk, just go ahead. You start. Okay, I don't have punk. I don't have punk. What? That is unbelievable. I go to guess for sure. Well, I guess I'm gonna let us punk then. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kyle, you go first. I'll go second. You go third. Okay. 
Or should I go first? I've watched it less this decade. What are you fucking are definitely going to have them on anyway. So no, I don't think we I'll go first because I've watched the least this decade. Okay. Okay. Uh, Kevin Owens. Um, and see yours. So we've we've not got the same at least. Cool. That's so least so one. as I got back into wrestling um, via Kyle's suggestion, because uh, it was like Wyatt family still towards the end of the that, that whole bit. And I told you to watch NXT. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you know what? Yes. And so Kevin Owens went in NXT yet. It was the NXT takeover that I watched was the one where Zayn beat uh, and he Neville, came out and powerbombed, and that was the first one that I ever watched, and that's the one I told you to watch. And then he powerbombed him on the apron, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was great. So I was watching. Was that the year before? Either way, whatever it ended up being. So I started watching wrestling again, and as I was getting interested, and I jumped on Reddit because I'd been on Reddit and. Learning about like uh, just other promotions in general that I'd missed out on, and I downloaded a shit ton of shit ton of matches, so like old PWG stuff, old Ring of Honor slash New Japan Super Show stuff, and these were in the teens. And every single time Kevin Owens, then Kevin Steen, came up, and it was Kevin Steen against Shinsuke. And it's the first time I ever saw Shinsuke. It's the first time, second time I'd seen Kevin Steen, and then it was Kevin Steen and El Generico in PWG. And it was Kevin Steen versus El Generico and Rick Reno of Honor and PWG. And it was them two putting over the Young Bucks in PWG and making the Young Bucks what they are. But here's what he did this decade. Uh, Ring of Honor, world champion. Ring of Honor, tag team champion. PWG, world champion. PWG, tag team champion. NXT championship. WWE, Universal, United States, and Intercontinental championship. And... uh, the defining moment for me was him answering John Cena's U.S. Open oh, Challenge. Oh, he's NXT right. champion. And, oh, and, give it to me in my veins. And it might have been... <laughs> it's the first one that I at least remember that was a call-up like that. Because it wasn't a direct call-up yet, I don't think. No. And they ended up wrestling at... Maybe it was Elimination Chamber was in Corpus Champ. Christi. And he was NXT champ. So, so right. he wasn't called up at all. And he's no. just him. And he came so, out no. and beat up John Cena... And then stepped on his title. And I remember, like, really specifically, like, that whole thing and how much I popped for it. Uh, so, yeah, Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen is my wrestler of the decade. All right. Did I steal any of the reviews? Nope. No. That's a great. Um, my wrestler of the decade actually also enjoys beating up John Cena. AJ Styles? AJ Styles. Carl <laughs> Anderson. <Ooh>. Um, <laughs> He's um, guy, I mean, if you look at the entire decade, he went from... TNA Impact, me and the main guy there, saying, yep. hey, you know what, screw up, I'm leaving, goes to Japan, gets in the ball club, does that whole deal, says, you know what, I'm leaving, shows up. Elevates me. elevates the ball club higher than when Finn was there, too, mm-hmm. it should be noted, and maybe that was just a timing situation, but, I mean, yeah, it was on the rise, right? Yeah. yeah. Then, signs the WWE, shocks everybody when he comes out of that Royal Rumble, because even though people knew he'd signed, they didn't think he's going to... Just show up and go. Yeah, no, that was great. Went on a great run with Jericho, did all that, won the WWE Championship against all odds because nobody thought that Vince was going to ever push a guy that had been with every other company in the world except for them. And he was the champ that ran the camp. I mean, he he was, he's been great. He's he's been been wonderful. And to be doing it at such a high level at this age and still putting people over and 
just having great matches. Uh, he's the guy. He's probably the greatest former WCW wrestler in a WWE ring. Probably, yeah. Because he wrestled for him like for just that last year. Yeah. It's like a, it's an up and comer. Yeah, he was on like one of the final nitros or something like that. Very young. I know. Yeah, he was I mean, baby. Because I remember sucks. when he was. Because he, I've listened to a couple of interviews of his when he said he was like at the performance center in WWE or WWF back in the day, and they offered him like a contract, and he said no, and then went to like fucked around for a bit, and then went to him. Yeah, he did PWG at the very beginning. Because there's old clips you'll see of him now where like, uh, he got beat on a PWG match, and I forget who he was wrestling because I'd never heard of the guy before or since. And the guy cut the 316 promo on him because AJ Styles is a god freak, a Jesus freak. And AJ Styles ripped the mic and got like actually heated. I was like, don't you talk about my god like that. And like really getting like <laughs> fucking fired up. Like it wasn't like he was, he was a gay super community. Pissed. The gay community. <laughs> god. AJ Styles, what a guy. <laughs> I, I, it, it's, a, it's the biggest problem, not problem. The biggest bummer about AJ Styles is that we didn't get a chance to see him for 10 years. More. In like mainstream. In mainstream. And then there's also like the other flip side is if we did, would he be, would he be where he's at now yeah. ever in that run? No, I think see right. Kofi. It took Kofi however long, right? Yeah. 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 It, took, it took him four years of wrestling Dolph Ziggler and Randy Orton. <laughs> and Drew McIntyre. God, that was... And then back to Dolph Ziggler. And I'll build a little bit of the Miz, but was, then back to Dolph Ziggler. Wasn't even allowed to be gone in, had to be Jamaican... Yeah, well, Axel oh. killed his own. Had to deform his own chest. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he faced Walter. Um, Alright, so I'll finish this off. Um, and let me go through my reasoning when I get this name out. So, my wrestler of the decade is Finn Balor. And here's why. So, I was thinking, because I've wrote this down. So, I was thinking of a few on the shortlist AJ Styles. Cody and I'm going to why AJ Styles because of everything you just said Cody because he actually had the balls to leave when he had a total sure thing at WWE for the rest of his life if he wanted it also also made Stardust work yeah by the way yeah yeah. which I didn't really particularly like but like he made it work the Stardust back when Titus O'Neil used to wander into his like star galaxy room (laughs) Well, some of the funniest vignettes I'd ever seen in my fucking life. It was I so great. didn't hate it to begin with because it seemed like it was like, I'm going to be like my brother. It was going to be like a weird personality just yeah. like clash. And then it just was like, Everything post the Amel match. <laughs> I felt like everything post that is when Stardust really just lost the threat. And then, of course, he broke off. He performed some excellent shit. Whether you like him or not, Like it seems to have been widely loved. Uh, he then got with this elite bit, all in history. Here we are. Sure. So he obviously was up there for me in terms of just the impact he had in the wrestling world over the last 10 years, albeit the last five was probably where he came out. And in his dog's life when he brought him out uh, to Pyro. And that goat that they decided to drag out last really week. Did Poor too. fucking goat, man. Uh, Jericho was also up there because he has had the Festival of Friendship. He has had... <laughs> He's had so many bits, man, everywhere. Yeah. Like, he is the first AEW champion. He has carried that company on his back since the minute he got signed to it. His New Japan stuff was fucking brilliant. Like, with NATO and with Omega. Like, I loved it all. Jericho has 
despite his list this week, like he is breaking the mold all the time. Like he's great. Another one, Omega, because of his Okada matches, his. Are we good? Yeah, I'm just making sure. Okay. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. I was just checking. Omega Okada matches were great. They were the only kind of things I really watched in New Japan for a long time. It's what got me on New Japan. Yeah, really. Omega like, it wasn't Bullet Club. Was it was Omega that I heard about. So Omega Okada was great. He's came over. Finally in the US, he's still got plenty of years in him too, which is like a big thing. He's had a huge influence being the elite, big thing too. Pretty much anybody from the Shield was on my list because they were that big throughout the year as well. Um, but when I was looking at all these wikis, because I did this for like three hours yesterday, for most of these, right, when I looked at where their origins come back to or why did they succeed in the way they did, AJ was always great, but he was elevated to the next level by the Bullet Club. Who made the Bullet Club? Yeah. Finn Barber. And Cody Carl made a whole... We gotta give Carl Anderson some respect for the fucking show. <laughs> Cody, Cody made a whole... machine gun Carl Anderson. That's why it's the Bullet Club. <laughs> Cody made a whole new promotion. Filled out arenas. Broke the mold. But without the Bullet Club, I don't think there's any elite. I don't think he saved New Japan. But there's no way New Japan is as big as it is now. Without the Bullet Club. Exactly. In my opinion, yeah. Jericho, the same. Jericho has had all the opportunities brought to him with AEW and New Japan, and they're that big because the Bullet Club elevated them. Without the Bullet Club, there's no elite. Without the, the elite, the Omega is still just chilling. Um, they all just tie back to him. Like, he's the OG of the Bullet Club. He had a 292-day reign as NXT champion when he came over, was an absolute beast. First ever Universal champion. Um, six months ago, or whatever, like three months ago, comes back to NXT, being an absolute beast. He put over The Fiend as his first thing there. Um, his injury fucked it a bit. But like when you look at his titles, he's had similar to Owens. Like, it is a laundry list of multiple promotions. And he's beaten, like, he ended NATO's like super long run in New Japan. He's just been a fucking monster. And all of it stems back to the Bullet Club. And so much of what we have now is because of the Bullet Club. They're like the 2010s NWO. I'd even say, you could almost say DX even. Or DX. Because of what it DX. Of both yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's a really interesting part about like the Saving New Japan thing. You know, Nato, Nido, uh, yeah, I, I've right. never really felt comfortable saying his name. Uh, but he was supposed to be the next babyface for New Japan. And he could never get over. And I think part of the reason was is because his heel was Prince Nevit. Ne- Prince Nevit. Prince Devitt. Prince Devitt. I'm thinking Neville and <laughs> so Prince Devitt was so fucking cool. Yeah, and that was before the Bullet Club really blew up because I don't think like the Bucks were in it yet. That or was anything. a fair bit before they like started. That was back when he was like doing his shit with like the wrestle like the early Wrestle Kingdom bullshit. Yeah, because Naito hadn't done low Singernobles yet because he hadn't turned heel. He hadn't done any of that shit, and I think. I don't know, it's interesting, because I think Finn getting hurt when he won the Universal Championship probably the best thing that happened to him, now that you've seen how it's unfolded. But I also do kind of wonder if he would have been all of us if he would have not been injured. I wonder what how high he could have yeah. gone. There is part of me that does wonder, like, yes. if he would have won that, I wonder if this would have been the easiest segment in the world, and everyone would have just been like, Finn, yeah, two years Universal Champ. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, who yeah. knows? Multiple, like, multiple runs as the Universal Champ. Because, like, yeah. he went over hard. Like, Clean. It was a huge. It was a huge. Wasn't that what he did? Did he beat Seth and Roman on the same night? He did on the um, to qualify. To qualify. Yeah. Like, which is just like because they had they had the final four. 
It was a fatal four-way. No, no, he was just put into the, the the night that he did that he beat Roman was to qualify to get into the elimination chamber. No, was to qualify to face Lesnar at a Royal Rumble this past year. Yeah, you're right. He beat Roman clean before Roman got cancer. He beat Rusev. After sorry, he got cancer. After he beat Ru- he beat Rusev, Cesaro, and Kevin Owens in a fatal four-way match to be a, be in with a chance of getting the Universal Championship shot against for like the first Universal Championship. Yeah. He then faced Roman, who had won a similar fatal four-way match mm. because okay. Seth already had the other spot locked. He then beats Roman and then beats Seth. Like the like that following yeah because that was right after they did the draft and randomly he was like the top three for like the first overall yeah it was like super high and everyone's like what the fuck cool that's really crazy that it even happened and then in the same like time span him beating Roman and then eventually beating Seth yeah was it him beating Cena though then to to face Lesnar have they ever wrestled I think so yeah. I think it was right before Rumble this past year. Yeah, it may have been. Just to get it was because he had to go through like a gauntlet to get into. A, he did have to go to through face a uh, Lesnar. I'm honestly surprised that your man of the decade wasn't Miz. I was tempted, but he never got the strap. He did in this decade. No, I mean after when they did the uh, brand split. If he would have had a main world title run in his prime this decade, after that SmackDown split, talking smack, if he'd have been given the strap, like I would have rocket shipped him to my number one man of the day. Right, Daniel Bryan didn't make anybody's list too. I wasn't here for all the that injury. Necessary. The injury probably. Oh, the temper. Yeah, the, the requirement. Like, it, it made it made Finn's injury look small. Like yeah. he was supposed to be done forever, but like he also won the tag team classic with Samoa Joe. Finn. Finn. Yeah, all about that. Yeah. Finn had a great decade. To me, he, yeah, that's why. But all three of them are like... So they're also Finn. smart heaven, aren't they? God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our wrestlers of the decade are Finn, AJ Styles, and Kevin Owens. Like, that is just <laughs> smart heaven. Played the hits over here, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> Popping the IWC so Well, because, like, Miz would have been one of the only WWE creator ones, and that would have been if... For, for him to do him, for Josh to have named him, him having actually won the title after that, his best few years. Cena could probably be there just because he's literally been the face of the company. The Six, but company. he's been there. I would have said he was probably the wrestler of the decade of the 2000s. If he when had his start. Like, like 2002. I think. Like 02. Was it really that? Because that was when he was basic thugonomics. In fact, he wasn't even basic thugonomics. He was the, the prototype. Beginning. He was the prototype. <laughs> he was the prototype. Yeah. When he came out there and he told Angle that, and Angle asked him like why he was going to beat him. Ruthless aggression. Yeah, that was like in 02. God. Uh, yeah, because that, that's when they ushered in the ruthless aggression. Era. Yeah, yeah. He was there. <laughs> the reason I thought it was more like 06. That's when he, he did a bunch of stuff on SmackDown. That's where he that's where he first had the spinner was with the the U.S. title on SmackDown. Because it was like 03 to 06, he was like thugonomics, right? And then. From like 06 on. He was military man slash you can't see me. Because that's when he had his big fuse with the woman. Yeah. He was fast and furious but arrested. At that point. Yeah. It was Edge and Orton in the middle, mid 2000s. Okay. And. Because yeah, I missed late. Edge's entire run pretty much. It's a shame, man. I don't know yeah, if you missed so. my line, but I said John Cena was the uh, fast and furious of the wrestlers. Like he's fast and furious in wrestler form. 
when he was doing the thugonomics, whatever. Yeah. It feels apt. She just feels like that way. The tough he guy with spinner wheels and shorts. <laughs> I hated him, dude. I was so hated him. He just come out to the ring, just like rapping. If he hadn't been such a part time motherfucker, Brock would have been well up there too. Ended the streak, beat up John Cena so bad as that SummerSlam, had the Universal strap for so long, has really put on some great matches too with people like AJ Styles and Finn and a couple of others, but like he just ain't there enough for me. Yeah. Like, I couldn't justify and it. He came back long. early in the decade. Yeah. You know, it was right after Rock beat, yeah. beat Cena. Yeah. I think another smart answer that was a way of making be... Cena go over a little bit because that was when Brock, Brock had that first little start of 2010s where he lost to like Triple H, I think, as well. No, so that would have been like an 11, I think. Cause that was stupid the way they like had him lose a couple disappear and then suddenly beat the streak like yes. <laughs> what fuck happened here i can't believe neither of you said alberto del rio that was all right i think the only thing he did was beat page on it tell you what she's had a fucking decade i've told you <laughs> i told you my favorite line that i heard and it was on the we watch wrestling podcast and it's by the guy who's no longer on that show named Tom Sibley, and he started watching wrestling brand new, and that's when they started the show. Like those two guys are like wrestling historians. He was brand new, and they were talking about the eight. They're talking about the AJ, the Alberto Del Rio and Paige relationship. He said, "You know what? They look like they probably spit in each other's mouths and they have sex." <laughs> <laughs> and what we know now, probably and, a good and, shout. And yeah, <laughs> it's really probably cool. not a great idea for Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> Risque, indeed. <laughs> Uh, do y'all have anything else before we record next in 2020? We're going to record in 2020. We're going to record in two weeks, ain't we? I thought you were going to be gone. No, it's the Thursday before I fly. I thought we were going to do it on like the Wednesday. I didn't know we made plans for it, but if we are, then we can. I think we should if we can. Sure. Okay. Do my house. No. Discord is fine. Discord is definitely fine because I will be just returning from my trip, probably. Yes. And I will be ready to fly in like a day. So, <laughs> no. So, both of y'all will have your bags packed for different reasons. Once yep. to be unloaded and cleaned. Once, once to fuck be, off. Once to fuck off. <laughs> okay, yeah, then we'll record another one before the end of the year. I figured we could do some kind of like just coverage of the decade in general outside of wrestling. Sure. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. We can discuss that in the following yeah, 10 days. But like, I feel like there's a shit ton of content we can find. Yeah. Favorite moments. It'll be like those VH1 shows where it's like... <laughs> I love the 90s. I love the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> With Ian Michael Black or whatever. Michael Ian Michael Black. Ian Black and Jericho. <laughs> Jericho did one, didn't he? Jericho did a bunch of them. Seth Green. Okay, cool. Yeah, then y'all hear from us soon. Uh and have a good one. Pray for Kyle at Universal Studios. With Guardian Leviosa. Is that a real one? Yes it is. Uh oh, not a real fan. No, no, no. No, someone that makes uh shit levitate. That's what it sounded like it, the Leviosa. I have no idea what the name of it. I knew I'd heard that somewhere.